For some, the allure of Chinese lies in language, culture, and society. But for many, practical utility is also important. So, how long do you have to study Chinese to make it useful? Hello and welcome to the Hacking Chinese podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about a question that sometimes annoys me, but that I think is usually well meant, and that is. How long do you have to study Chinese before it becomes useful? While this question might sound simple, I don't think it's possible to give a simple answer, even if some people who ask this question expect something like, "Yeah, it takes about two years, or six months, or ten years, or something else." Even if it were possible to give such a simple answer, I don't think it would be very helpful. First, of course, answering in years is meaningless. It doesn't really matter how long ago you started learning Chinese. What matters is how much you have engaged with the language in the meantime. So some people might have studied Chinese for one hour a week for ten years, and other people might have racked up that many hours in the first year of learning the language. And so obviously, you can't just say after X years you will have reached Y proficiency. Now the second problem is that proficiency and usefulness are two different things.、Uh, you can do a lot with limited proficiency, and sometimes even a fairly advanced proficiency will not be useful to you because you have very lofty goals or a very demanding situation in which you want to use Chinese. It's also true that your proficiency increases gradually as you invest more time and energy into learning Chinese. So it's not like you reach a threshold, and after reaching that threshold, Chinese suddenly becomes useful. There might be limited cases where this is true, such as if you need a Chinese certificate to do something else, to get into the education you want, or to apply for a job, or something like that. And you need a certain level on, say, the HSK, which is one of the most widely used proficiency tests. And if you get that level, you can do this thing that you want. And if you don't get the certificate, you can't. And so, one point on this exam could, in theory, determine if Chinese is useful for you or not. But this is, as you can hear, a very constructed, artificial example, and I think it applies to very few students overall. For most people, we will just find that our Chinese gradually improves over time as we study and as we learn, and then we can also use Chinese in more situations to achieve more things in the real world. And so, Chinese becomes more useful over time. But you can argue that it's useful to know one word. Knowing ni hao is more useful than not knowing it, and knowing how to say ten phrases is more useful than knowing how to say five. And then you can go all the way up to being able to use Chinese for anything you can use your native language for, such as your profession or learning other subjects and so on. And there's simply not any single point along the way where Chinese becomes useful.、Uh, it's just that the number of situations you can use it in increases. Now, most people who ask this question, they understand this. It's not that they have never thought about this and don't realize that actually knowing a few words can be useful. But this is just shorthand for saying, how long do I have to study Chinese to be able to do the thing I want to do with Chinese before it becomes useful for me? And so that, of course, brings us back to useful for what and in what situation. If you're just going to travel in China, knowing the few phrases we've talked about and being able to say some things will make it much easier for you, and so it is immediately useful. Whereas if you want to be able to read authentic historical documents in Chinese for a research project, that is obviously going to take you much longer. 
I will get back to this later in this episode and I will try to give some estimates of how long you should expect to spend to get to some milestones. But before we get to that, I want to talk about this usefulness a little bit more. I mentioned earlier that this question sometimes annoys me, and that is of course not when a student asks me how long does it take me to reach my goals, it is when the person who asks the question assumes that languages are only useful for a very narrow set of reasons. So for example, in the debate about whether or not and how much we should learn languages in schools, some people say it's basically useless to learn languages because you need to study for so long before it becomes useful. And then they assume that useful means full working proficiency and that you need to reach a very advanced level in Chinese before it can be beneficial for the nation or the company or what have you. This implies that there is a magic threshold and the stretch leading up to that is essentially wasted unless you go all the way and reach that threshold. But I think this is gravely mistaken. To start with, even if we stick to the professional context and assume that the value of learning languages comes only from increasing the GDP of your country or the revenue of your company, there are still many cases where knowing limited amounts of Chinese can be very useful. You don't have to be able to negotiate business deals and read technical reports in Chinese before it becomes useful for you in your profession. There are many other, much smaller and more limited ways it can be useful. For example, simply learning Chinese and being able to say a few things shows that you are serious about something. Maybe it's a joint project or a cooperation with a Chinese firm or something else. But learning Chinese shows that you care about them and you are willing to invest some time learning about their language and culture. As anyone knows who has studied anything related to doing business in China, relationships are important, much more so than in the West. And if you are able to speak a little bit of Chinese, it will be much easier to build a relationship with the Chinese people you meet, even if they do speak English. It is not the same thing to speak with someone in their native language compared to a second language. I've coached many clients over the years who use Chinese in their professional lives, even if they are beginners or lower intermediate learners. And of course, there are those who go all the way and become very proficient at Chinese and can conduct most of a professional life in Chinese, but you don't have to get there for it to be useful. Naturally, I don't think that the value of learning Chinese is limited to how many extra dollars it can earn you, and there are many reasons beyond that. Just to name a few, it gives you access to a new culture, and yes, it's true, you can read about Chinese culture in English, but that is rather different from experiencing it directly. Learning Chinese also allows you to see your own culture in a new light, and this is particularly true if you haven't studied other foreign languages or haven't lived abroad, because learning about something that is very different from your own culture also means that you will then become aware of many things in your own culture that you didn't think about before. It is as if learning Chinese presents you with a mirror that then allows you to see things you couldn't see before. Another advantage, maybe for society in general, but also personally, is that having learned a second language like Chinese, you understand much better what it's like to go through something like that. So if you meet someone who's learning your native language, you know what they are going through, or at least you have some idea what they're going through, which simply isn't the case if you're monolingual. Then there are of course other reasons why knowing Chinese is useful, such as being able to speak with Chinese people. Because obviously not everyone in China speaks English, and many of those who do don't speak it very well. 
You can sometimes also run into non-Chinese people who don't speak English but do speak Chinese rather well. This is not so common outside of Chinese-speaking areas, of course, but if you're living in China, there are lots of foreigners whose Chinese is significantly better than their English. I've had many classmates over the years, usually from East Asia, who are very good at Chinese, but not so good at English. So being able to communicate with these people is nice as well. One final thing I want to mention is that learning Chinese keeps your mind and memory active. You can safely uninstall all those brain and memory training apps and just use that time and energy to learn something that has basically the same effect and also teaches you something useful. The point here is that most of the benefits of knowing Chinese that I've mentioned here are actually applicable from day one. You just need to know a little bit to make it a little useful. And like I said earlier, it's of course the case that the more you learn, the more useful it will be. But none of these benefits are binary, so it's simply not the case that you suddenly reach this threshold and then it applies, but before the threshold it does not. Okay, let's move on to the question of how long it actually takes to be able to do certain things in Chinese. And we have already now assumed that there will be some things you might want to do, and so we can discuss how long does it take to get there. Answering this question though still isn't easy, because there isn't data showing who studied what for how long and what they were able to do with a language after what time. Any data that you might find is not necessarily comparable with any other kind of data that you found, and so even though you might be able to see that this institute here said you need X number of hours to reach this level, well, that might not be true for you if you have a different native language, if your situation is different, maybe you're older, maybe you're younger, maybe something else. Another issue that I mentioned in passing earlier is that we can't simply say that it takes X years to be able to do Y, because, well, years is the wrong unit here. We need to count in hours or minutes and however we want to measure how much you engage with the language. And then it also matters what you do, not just how much time you spend. So all these things are very complex, there are many variables, and so it is hard to give an actual real answer here. One day I might try to look at the available data and try to answer the question in a more quantitative way, but that day is not today. Instead, I thought I'd describe three milestones, and this is based on my own learning, it's based on students that I've taught, on clients that I've coached, and my general experience in Chinese language education. So take this with a substantial pinch of salt, and if you have any opinions or reflections regarding my milestones, feel free to leave a comment. So first, if you want to learn some Chinese to be able to facilitate something you know in advance what it will be, maybe it's traveling, maybe it's doing something specific, then you can get pretty far with 100 hours. You can cram this into a three-week-long crash course or spread it out over a year, but remember, of course, that if you dilute learning too much, you will start forgetting things between sessions, and so the efficiency will go down significantly. A hundred hours will enable you to learn some key vocabulary, some pronunciation so people actually understand what you say, and also allow you to practice these things so they are useful in real life. If you also are willing to delay or skip the written language, you can get much further. And this is something we discussed in episode 1 of the podcast. The second milestone is that if you want to communicate somewhat effectively about topics related to yourself and your life, I think you should expect to spend around 1000 hours. This equals 6 months if you study full-time, or you can of course do, say, 5 hours a week for 4 years, and you will also get 1000 hours. 
If you want to read about a fairly well-documented case where someone did this, you can check Scott Young's article on Hacking Chinese that deals with his 100 days of learning Chinese. And he spent 750 hours roughly to pass HSK4 in something like three months. I don't expect everybody to do what he did with such dedication and discipline, so let's add a few hundred hours and you'll get to around a thousand. This is also roughly how much the students in the program that I teach in have studied when they reach, say, the end of the spring semester, so I know roughly how much they learn in that time. Just as a reminder, I put links to articles that I mention in the show notes. Moving on to the third milestone. If you want to be able to use Chinese professionally and be able to communicate about a wide range of topics in both spoken and written Chinese without language being a major issue, I think you should expect to spend something on the order of 10,000 hours. To turn that number into something more parsable, that essentially means full-time studying for five years, or it can be a lifetime if you spread it out more. Naturally, this depends a lot on more specifically what you want to use Chinese for in your professional life. For example, if it's a fairly limited set of contexts and you don't need to be able to use it at a super high level, then you can certainly do this much faster. But if you're supposed to or need to reach a near native level, it probably takes much longer than 10,000 hours. As I said, these milestones are of course rough estimates, and you might find yourself at one of these milestones and think that my estimate is way too pessimistic, or maybe it's way too optimistic. Maybe you were able to work fully in Chinese after just three years, or you have studied much longer than a thousand hours and you still struggle with everyday conversations. That's okay. The goal here wasn't to say what you ought to have achieved in a certain number of hours, it was just to give some idea of roughly how long it takes to make Chinese useful depending on different definitions of useful. If you really do feel that your Chinese isn't as good as you think it ought to be, that was something we discussed in detail in episode 64. Another thing I think is important to mention when we talk about motivation for learning Chinese and what you want to use it for is that this normally changes over time. It's simply not the case that we start learning Chinese with one goal in mind and then we stick with that goal for five years until we reached it and then we just say done and that's it. Most students I know, including myself, have had different goals for learning Chinese and thereby also different definitions of when it becomes useful. So to illustrate this point, I'll go through my thought process over the years I've studied Chinese and what I've wanted to achieve and then also talk a little bit about if I've found it useful or not. So when I started learning Chinese, I did that mostly for fun because I was interested. I didn't have a real world use case in mind, so it's a little bit hard to say if it was useful or not or what I thought about that. But perhaps I would travel to China one day or talk with Chinese people elsewhere in the world. And then certainly knowing some Chinese is useful. When I had studied for a year or so, I realized that of course now I can speak about these things and I can have limited conversations and so on. But this really isn't enough if you want to be able to exchange ideas about truly interesting things and not just ask about food or directions and what somebody did last weekend and things like that. And thus I moved to Taiwan and studied for another year, and that made Chinese useful in the sense that I could now make friends in Chinese, I could talk about most things I wanted to talk about, and I could discuss, well, most of the things I found interesting and worthwhile in Chinese. 
However, I didn't feel that I knew enough to make it professionally useful, and for me back then that meant teaching Chinese, I was already halfway to become a teacher of English at the time, and so adding Chinese here would require me, or at least I felt so, to learn more Chinese. And so I stayed another year to give me a solid foundation that I could then use to also teach the language. This left me in a situation where I could definitely teach beginners and maybe lower intermediate learners, but I didn't feel that this was enough to teach more advanced students, and it was only barely enough to allow me to engage with native content and participate in all native discussions at some acceptable level. And so I moved the goalposts again, I studied two years in Sweden, then moved back to Taiwan and enrolled in a master's program for teaching Chinese as a second language, and this was a program taught entirely in Chinese and mainly for native speakers. Surviving in such a program would definitely make my Chinese useful, finally the holy grail. Well, not really, I returned to Sweden in 2014, and that is now nine years ago, and of course I haven't been studying Chinese actively, as in taking courses and so on since then, but I've been using Chinese quite a lot and kept learning all along. But there are still many things I can't do in Chinese at an acceptable level, such as, say, writing fiction, or I still want to double-check formal writing that I do, and in some of my professional development courses, which are mostly taken by native speakers and they are about teaching Chinese, Sure, I can teach these courses in Chinese, I can discuss language teaching and language pedagogy in Chinese, but I still feel that this is not as smooth as it is in English or in Swedish, and there is always more domain-specific vocabulary I could master or just improve my way of conveying these things in Chinese in general. And so the point here is that we always tend to move the goalposts. Chinese is useful to know at a very limited level, unless you have a very specific application in mind, and the more you then learn, the more useful it will become, there is no magic threshold. And so there really isn't a simple answer to the question of how long you have to study Chinese before it becomes useful, unless we have a very limited definition of useful, and I see no reason we should limit ourselves in that way. Thank you for tuning in to the Hacking Chinese podcast. If you like this episode, please share it. More information and inspiration about learning and teaching Chinese can be found at hackingchinese.com. See you in the next episode, and until then, good luck with your studies.